Welcome to the Outside Edge, a podcast about all things water sports, the good, the bad, and the ugly of things that have happened in the past and things that will happen in the future. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Along with my producer, Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. Mikey Lee, Mikey Lee. How you doing? <laughs> hey, and... Over here in the in the studio today, in Mike. In flesh, man. In the flesh. In the flesh. Ladies and gentlemen, Shannon Best. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I gave you the beer song. I don't know why. I know you're Australian, but the Irish beer song just seemed fitting. It's it is fitting. It yeah. matches my um matches my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So we just finished Christmas. Everybody have a good Christmas? Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Mike, you went all the way out to Oklahoma? I went to Oklahoma. Um, I will say this. Uh, we're here in Florida, uh, for those of you who don't already know. I drove all the way to Oklahoma, got sick, drove back with the sickness. Terrible. Got into Florida. Everything was fine. But when I got into Florida, I-75 <clears throat> was literally wall-to-wall cars. And I, it took me three hours to go 20 miles on I-75. There was no wrecks. It was a bunch of damn northerners that don't know how to drive in Florida. Yeah. Every single plate was Maryland, Wisconsin, uh, New York, uh, Georgia, you know Tennessee. Ontario. Yeah, every, everybody. You know, there was not a single Florida plate out there, and all of you drive like assholes. Because, yeah, they, they're horrible. I hate you all. Yeah. I hate you all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Dogs there's don't dog, even like you. The dogs, dogs hate don't you. Even That's like right. You. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon, I guess what I got for Christmas. What did you get? I got a Shannon Best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, today, special episode. Exactly. Buster's okay. on the show today. Buster's, Buster's on, on the, the show. show. All the dogs are in the house today. We have a good friend of this ours, is, Dave's this, and I. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Huge deal. It's so big the dogs won't shut up about it. Let me let me introduce this gentleman. He hails from Texas, originally from Colorado. He's probably going to correct me on all of this information. This is the dirt that I gathered up on him. He is one of the dirty dozen pro wakeboarders that started the sport. He was a collegiate football player. He was the first WWA president back when it was called the Skiboard Association, then became and then helped found... The WWA then became the president of that as You're well. You're killing me with the suspense. I know. It, it, the list just goes on. He was also an ESPN announcer. He was on tour with us. He also announced on tour. Wow. There's, this can only be one person. Ladies and gentlemen, Todd Weatherill. Todd Weatherill. Is he still there? He might have hey, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. There he is. Todd, how have you been, man? I'm great, man. This has been a hell of a ride. I'm a kid in a candy store still. <laughs> I feel like I'm trapped in an old man's body, but I'm a little kid. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Todd and I go way back, Mike. Man, we go way back to when wakeboarding started. And, man, uh, we, yeah, it had to be. We probably first met. It's got to be 91, 92, somewhere in there, I'm thinking. For sure. In fact, it's weird when you think about times. I, I, I had to go back and look at almost every date because I forget. I mean, we've had so much stuff happen. I think I get the dates all wrong, but it was somewhere around 91 or 92, I'm guessing. Right on. All right. right Todd, on. so a little, give us a little background of your inception into wakeboarding. Give us, give us a quick, quick, Todd Weatherill, how did I get into wakeboarding? So, awesome story. I was working in Denver, uh, done with college football, and uh, we went to a boat show. 
my dad knew Herb O'Brien as a steer back in the 70s. And we ran into Tommy Phillips. And my sister got the job. I didn't. So I begged him for a job and got to wash boats and learned underneath an amazing guy. Um, by the shop, uh, Tony Finn came by, dropped off a few scurfers, hated them. Um, but, but you know, scurf, as a tiny, because it's all right. It's all right. If you say both. I mean, you know. Wow. Yeah. Thank God for editing. <laughs> There's no so, editing. so yeah, then, uh, at the boat show, Jimmy Redmond came by and, and, and he dropped off a red line design, which was an egg, but just an amazing board at the time. What and this? I went out and in a couple of weeks I was able to land a backflip. So they invited me to those first contests. And, uh, and then out of nowhere, O'Brien offers me the job to go to Texas right after college. Three days after college, I moved to Texas from Colorado and started in five states for uh, O'Brien. And as we moved down, we had a contest back in Colorado. We were sitting around, and uh, it was after the first Worlds. And we found out that Cransco actually bought the, the, uh, the rights to WSA. And oh, so no we way. couldn't even use, yeah, we couldn't use the name. So we sat around in a campfire and about 12, 15 of us said, Hey, what should we call it? Redmond says wakeboard. And we founded the world wakeboard association, smoking dope in a circle around a campfire. I Pretty love cool. it. I love it. You know, that was a question I had the other day is Shan and I were talking about it and we're trying to figure out who was the first to do an, uh, an invert to first do a flip on. Without it, a doubt. It was Lou Allen. Was it Llewellyn? I said, I actually, I yeah, actually said that. that. I said Llewellyn, yeah. And that was that on was Craig, the Craig Llewellyn. Just so we know which yeah, Llewellyn. Not, yeah, not, two, not Jarrett. Llewellyns, yeah. Right, right. Craig was older than Jarrett. Now, was he riding, a, did anybody ever flip a scurfer? Or was that on an actual Yeah, composite? we were we were flipping scurfers with, uh, I can't remember what the name of it was. It was the blue one that was really skinny. We could get it to come around. It's just, those were, those were knee breakers, man. That right. was a tough board to land one on. But, um, I remember I, I was trying. Time. I was trying front flips because um, uh, who was the uh, the ski dog? Uh, Tony, just, Tony, Claridge? Tony Claridge. Yeah. Reinhardt. Well, well, Tony Claridge was the hot dog skier, and he was doing a front flip on the uh, tour at that time. I think he had the HO uh, hot dog skier video out. Yeah, and was I was actually, trying was front a, flips on yeah. a ski. There was a couple I, of guys doing yeah. front flips, like Brett Wing, yep. Dave Reinhardt, and Tony Claridge. Yep. Corey Picos. He goes had one as well. Oh, he That's did. Right. On a slalom ski? And these are all, you know, actually, we have to get all these guys on the show. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. 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 We'll work our way down that. Yep. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So now you're sitting around a campfire. You come up with a name. And then what happens? Well, uh, everybody raises their hand, you know, all in favor. Um, after that, we have our first nationals. Um, from there, Tommy started throwing contests in Colorado. Um, he was what, busy during a contest. What hands time, me a mic. What time frame are we looking at here, Todd? Oh, gosh. So I'm looking at, I, once again, I've, I've found all this stuff. You guys are going to be so stoked. It's, I found It's 80s, right? It was still 80s, not 90s, right? Um, so it was, it was 90s because when we changed the name, I found the agenda for the first board meeting in August of 1993. And the third thing down there says, explanation of name change. Oh, from ski board, so, from yeah. ski board to wakeboard. wakeboard. Yeah. yeah, because yeah, that so makes sense. Yeah, because the magazine, yeah. the first magazine that came out with Darren and Dave Jennings on it was Skiboard, Skiboard and Kneeboard magazine. Right, and that would have been 91. Yeah, the first 93, impression, not, May of 93. 
I think the first compression right. molded I, boards were 91. That was when the first... 90, yeah, 91 or 92 was no, the 92. first compression. 92, right. yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. a ski board. So he's dead on. In 93, yeah. it got changed from the name ski boarding to wakeboarding. Yeah. Yeah, and it was... Yes, uh, and then by 94... Um, in fact, in 93, we were going back and forth with AWSA, with Duke Cullimore, and he wrote us this long letter that we weren't going to survive without him. And so Jimmy and I made these T-shirts, Choose Freedom. And we went, <laughs> oh, that's, we went that the opposite way. Out? Yes. That's how that came because I, I actually I've seen I had one of those shirts and it's uh and, I, and it's Jimmy Redman. It, this, no one knows this, but the silhouette is actually Jimmy Redman throwing one of his funky flips. He, he could on he was, he, dude, no. Here's the cool thing on a wakeboard that he made in Austin, Texas, behind a Mako 22 foot center console. No kidding. No <laughs> yes. kidding. Oh, well, probably yeah, had a bigger weight. We fixed it up. It had a bigger weight yeah. than a slalom boat at the time. Yeah, and we were surfing behind it out there as well, but more like, you know, seven, five to eight foot boards behind that little thing. But um, his dad let him have it, so we fixed it up, and that's what we were riding on when we first got to Austin. And, uh, wow. and, and then anyway, we just started organizing the sport, and about 94, we came up with the official tournament rules, how to throw a tournament booklets, all the things that we needed, we found insurance uh, for the for the events, and we started throwing nationals in Austin. In fact, I think we had three or four nationals in Austin. Right, and yeah, it was they were, they were fun. Yeah, Everybody that, that yeah. came was just super stoked about them. The old hotel with the pool on the roof. No question. There's some no stories. Question. There's it's some gone. stories about that pool. They had to drain it once. Now, that's another podcast. But. <laughs> I found it. It's in the pool. <laughs> Dave, Dave's been drained. Dave's had. Dave's been drained once or twice too. <laughs> yeah. What did they find? It's a Snickers okay. bar in there. Yeah, yeah, similar, similar to a Snickers bar, a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Uh, yeah. Oh wow, a yeah. Milky Way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that's funny. Yeah, right on. So, uh, so then, so we 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 get into the nationals, and uh, where do we go from there? Um, oh, like 94 Worlds maybe down in uh, Isle Murata was like really the changing of our sport. We had given it over to uh, World Pub to try to promote. Yep. And, and, dude, I found all the ads too. Like the first ad that we ever ran in Wakeboarding Magazine uh, when we became the World Wakeboard Association. And, uh, it, you know, the Terry Dorner's card stapled to it when he sent it to me. Here's the first ad. What do you think? Who was in the, and, who, who was and, in the first ad? Uh, it, nobody. It was just dude. It had this giant dude. I've got it right here, actually. It says, how about an expression session? Join the World Wakeboard Association. Call Todd 512. So I, what, what coincides with that is I still have business cards that say ski board. Oh, that's and I've funny. got business cards that say wakeboard. So we had to like tell everyone a thousand times it was changing. You'll Maybe, have to send um, us a couple photos, yeah, if you will, and we'll put them up on, on the, Facebook, uh, yeah, on, on, the on our, oh, yeah, for on sure. our page. And for sure. Our listeners so far have loved the old nostalgia that we've been putting up on the pages of some of the stuff that happened back in the day. Awesome. You gotta, you Dude, it was so weird because uh, when the 30th anniversary was happening and Shannon and, and Jimmy were you know, 30 years of wake trying to get me down there, which, by the way, my passport wasn't any good, so that tells you where I'm at. Um, but the, I found like 10 years worth of credentials from X games. Oh, I found like wow. almost 15 years of credentials from the pro water ski and pro wakeboard tour, which it changed into. But right. I know you guys, if you haven't told your listeners, we went to the pro wakeboard tour. I mean, excuse me, the pro water ski tour. And we were an exhibition before the national anthem, like no respect whatsoever. <laughs> right. We were out there yeah. 
at eight o'clock in the morning, they're like, get the hippies off the water. Let's do the national anthem. Right. And, and that's how we started with the pro water ski tour. And then two and a half years later, it's the pro wakeboard tour. And, and they're trying to figure out how to still be involved. It was a way, way cooler vibe. And we weren't really invited at that time. Like our first time we ever went to the masters tournament, uh, they wore t-shirts that said three event, not four. Um, it was a really strange time for wakeboarding, was, but we was. knew what we were doing. We knew what we were doing was going to be so awesome that we just powered through it and we did it ourselves. We threw the tournaments, we got the insurances, we we promoted the shows, we went to ESPN. Uh, ESPN came to me in 1993 and said that they were going to do this thing called X Games and if I wanted to be involved. And and that was uh, uh, Rich Feinberg and uh, what the heck was the other guy's name? Um, these two guys decided wasn't it, to take... Wasn't X... They had... The X Games in Rhode Island, Rhode Island Providence was Rhode, the first Rhode one. Rhode Island was, yeah. but it was yeah. we weren't in the very first X Games. Yeah, no, 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 so no, no. We, we, we were. weren't. But Jeff here we went were. up and did. No, we weren't in the first X Games. Jeff here went up and did an exhibition. True. Yeah. And I'll tell you Definitely. who I'll tell you who was in the first X Games was kiteboarding. They had they had kiteboarding in the first X Games. Yeah, we talked about that last time. You know, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. you know what? Yeah. Uh, Jamie Reynolds, that's what that guy's name was. Uh, Michael Feinberg and Jamie Reynolds took our sport and put us to prime time. Like those first X Games, those first four or five. Yeah. Guys, this is this is really the change of action sports because it, between now and then, something gigantic happened. Back then, everyone filmed us. Now everybody films themselves. Yeah. And, and we had you know 90 million live viewers at x games 90 million that's, that's like the nfl freaking super bowl well that's a world and, pub was drooling over that that you know that that, that, well, that, we was, were, that was big numbers yeah it was don't forget we were also um we were on the water at the same time with the uh they also had barefoot jump it was the x Games. we had barefoot, barefoot jump. jump yeah we did yeah going on and, and incidentally guys we, we got involved with some other sports like sky surfing jimmy was actually teaching those guys oh, how to, to judge how to their, judge. their new it. sport yep. yeah yeah and you so know what's awesome all these things you know it was what's incredible what's awesome about all this story is at the time so if you think about perfect pass perfect pass was made on boat to try to get water skiing into the olympics and for years, we've been trying to get water. And I was a part of that. I was a part of those days of the water skiers that were trying to get recognized on an Olympic level. And it wouldn't happen because the Olympic Committee, for years and years, it was always man against the element. And the boat offered human error into the sport. So it was so devastating that we couldn't get over that hump. And then when the X Games all of a sudden popped up, we were like, okay, screw the Olympics. This is way bigger than the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when you just it said was gigantic. numbers, oh my God, I had no idea the numbers were that high. And we, you know, it was, it was amazing. In fact, when we saw those, we were just like, wow, it was, it was literally equivalent at the time to NFL today. And, and it was just, it put us, it put our sport in prime time for yep. the first time. And people were able to see our sport. And then of course the housing uh, community was just absolutely increasing. So people were going out and just borrowing against their house and buying, you know, $100,000 wakeboard boats. Right. And by the, by the droves, I mean, our sport was growing so quickly at the time, we couldn't even manage the growth company to company. Yeah. Um, it, it was so much fun during that time. It was be, the best time you know, to be in. To oh, such a good time to be in. So what, my question, Todd, is how – if so those of you, you that are listening that you maybe watched the X Games back in the day, we only had a 10-year stint. But if you did watch this, Todd was the announcer, and he was the one that you saw. How did you land that gig? How did that happen? 
So the, my announcing actually started back at that first contest uh, with Tommy in uh, at Cottonwood out out in, by Denver, and he was busy and literally handed me a mic, and and I was like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "Read these things," and that was my first time up on the mic. And then within I don't know a year and a half, I blew out my knee, and I was sitting in the announcer stand of Shreveport uh, Pro Tour stop for the Pro Water Ski Tour. I think at the time it was even still Coors and, and they, they asked me to do a little segue for them. And I did it selling a wetsuit. I was working for uh, O'Neill at the time. I didn't need things to say. So the guy's like, I love your voice. Well, dude, this guy went on, he was just running coffee. You know, two years later, he's calling me and he's a VP at, at ESPN. And they're like, look, we would love to have you do it. And of course, Tony was the first one. Um, so I was taking over Tony's position, which never helped our friendship. Right. Um, right. And, and so I kind of moved in behind Tony on both the pro wakeboard side or pro wakeboard tour side and X games, and then just took it from there. But I was actually live side announcing for X games the first year. Who are you, you so with, I, uh, Doug Dunbar, wasn't it? Yeah. In fact, that's somebody I really want to make sure we recognize Doug probably yeah. called uh, uh, he probably called and set up every single major championship run literally for a decade and a half. Yeah, um, he was covering many sports. He was covering a lot more yeah, than you wakeboarding. Know, super nice guy. I know where he's at. He's actually in Dallas. He's a uh, he's an anchor for the ABC channel up there. Let's get him on. Let's I would love to get, yeah, get, yeah, get him, him on. on. Love to get him on. Yeah. Dude, that and, you know, Jason Stewart. I don't know if you guys remember the guy that was mixing all of our stuff for ESPN, but Jason Stewart out of Tenafly, New Jersey. That dude was a rock star, man. He put together all of our product segments, all the runs. He he was the producer at the end that did all of the camera angles. He was the guy calling the shots. And uh, Jason Stewart is just such a, an amazing dude. Um, hell of a guitar player, too. Never met, a him, band called never met him, but we probably have to rock. get him on as well. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's still around behind um, the scenes. You've got to have one or two funny stories from back then because we were we were pulling shit out of our ass. I mean, we were <laughs> we were constantly just trying to. Well, what are we going to do next? I got a funny. Well, I got so a funny Todd story. Is, you got a funny Todd story. I got a funny Todd story. <laughs> Go. What do you got? All right. Let's well, hear it. well, we met. Oh, well, Todd was an integral part of wakeboarding, so we we met by obviously osmosis during the '94 season. Then. I got roped into, I got suckered into moving out to um, Smithville. I'm a, a, a Bastrop. Out, uh, what was it? What was it called? Yeah, Smithville. Yeah, it was Smithville. Uh, yeah, it Smithville. Was Smithville. Yeah, yeah. And uh, back when it had two <laughs> lakes, yeah, leaving town, and I was out there with uh, Lone Star Ski School with Troy Navarro. I spent, I spent the early part of the summer. Actually, I spent the, the better part of the King. summer out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I, it was just, I shouldn't have done. Just things that you just, you know, just. Things you just learn and learn and move on from. But um, Todd was the mega rep. You know, he had all... What did you have back then? You had O'Brien. What else did you have? O'Brien, O'Neill, uh, Wilson Sports Medicine, and Aqua Leisure. Just giant names in, in water sports. It was it was really a neat group that we had back then. How big of a territory? Huge. Five states. I've had the same territory yeah. now for 27 years. Uh, he's the mega, he's the mega and, rep. Now I do Under Armour, uh, and I've done Under Armour for about eight years now, and uh, I do Arbor Skate, and then I started my own brand called Real Simple Tools, R-I-L-L, and uh, it's just I want, stuff that we could put on the walls of the five states. So I want to I cool. I I come back to that. I want to come back to the uh, Real Simple Tools here in a second, but so Todd, 
knew that I was at the school. So when he was traveling around, he would make it a part to come and swing by the school and to see me. And it was like a fresh of breath. I mean, it was a, it was a fresh breath of air. I mean, he would show up and he'd be like, hey, bestie. I know you don't partake, but come over here. I got something for you. And he would hand me these fucking joints. Right? I swear to God, I, a couple of tokes. We I'd became be brothers. For, oh yeah, that's and he was. It was just awesome, dude. He was like literally just. He was a lifesaver back then. Literally a lifesaver back then. I don't understand oh, I this. I loved it, man. It was such like, a you know, again a neat time. It was so organic back then. But yeah. uh, I'll tell you that I've got an amazing story. If you guys are into it, the go um, sure shoot. I got. Uh, do you want a short one, middle or long? We uh, geez, I, I let's start with a short one. Choice. Let's yeah. start with a short. Okay. one. we'll see see if we see and just right. sort of nimble our ear a little and see if we can handle that. See if we can take the full long one. Okay, we're not going to name names because this would put, get people in trouble. But um, let's just call this person Jimmy Redmond. Um, jr jr jummy rudfin um do you remember the guy uh what was the what was the the guy from england that was the live side announcer tony tony what do you remember who he is i don't remember his name so somehow they put us tony lightfoot oh tony lightfoot in the same room right and i would wake up in the morning and this dude would be sitting there reading a paper wearing freaking speedos that said harley davidson on him (laughs) he made it himself and he would sit there and so so boom 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 in the middle of the night we hear this giant freaking kicking at the door but it's not our door it's down a whole floor and this guy's in there go away go away and he's like open the door you stupid ass todd goosh goosh jimmy had the wrong floor (laughs) (laughs) And so he goes away. We don't see him all night. And in the morning, Tony's sitting there. He's got his paper. He's got his his Harley Davidson all over body spray, just fogging up the whole room. And Jimmy Redman knocks on the door the same way. And I'm like, that's got to be Jimmy. I open up the door. He runs to the side, grabs one of the chairs. We got the balcony open. We're on like the 15th floor. And he just hucks the thing over the balcony. Doesn't even look. I don't know what our infatuation with that was. It's gravity. We're all, we're, we're, we, we're, we love gravity. We're, we're slaves to gravity. So anytime we can beat it or at least do something with gravity, we're, we're into it. <laughs> I got the bill from Dorner, and I'm like, hey, wrong, wrong table. That goes to Mr. Redman. <laughs> that is classic. I remember when we were at the X Games, and uh, I think it was in Providence, and the, the World Pub got all the wakeboarders together in a van. We had multi-vans, and they said, we're going to go have a meeting. And they took all the wakeboarders over to this little dining hall, and they said, listen, guys, we're getting in trouble. We're getting these contracts with these. you got to <laughs> stop throwing things out the window, or we're not going to be able to do this anymore. So, yeah, so, yeah, 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 whatever. We all get in the van to go back, and we pull up to the hotel, and third story, there's a dresser coming out the window from the jumpers. Right? <laughs> Scott Ellis. How many hotels? <laughs> Not the I'm, name names. I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't have e-brakes on rental cars anymore because of us. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm positive. Yeah. And I'm positive no tour. I mean, even the even the slightest of high schools can't get into those damn hotels anymore because we ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bad. I, I remember Mike Shaley was throwing, throwing my phone. He was in my hotel room and he took my phone, like my, my hotel phone. Yeah, no, no cell phones then. <laughs> no, yeah, it's corded hotel phone. phone oh, goes, nice phone and hucks it out the window. Do you know Yakla was standing there oh. letting off fireworks in his fingertips? He wasn't letting go. 
Oh yeah, squeezing the bottom. Yeah, it squeezed the bottom and let it go fireworks. Yeah, it was not. It was like yeah, literally like a scene out of I don't know. Quentin well, that was our training. Movie. You know, now kids go to the gym. I don't know what they're doing. That was our training. If you could blow up a firework in your fingertip, then you made it. <laughs> that, and if you could make it to the dock by eleven, that was right. <laughs> that was a tough part. That was the tough part. That was the only thing so, I was okay, dirty. One... That, sorry, that was the only thing I was dirty about. Is uh. They used to make us ride at nine o'clock in the morning, and I was like, "Dude, we don't ride till two or three in the afternoon, guys." It's when like... I negotiated my deal, I told them, "Hey, uh, uh, we only need to do interviews of the winners." So, right, exactly. So I would get there. You got to be there like three thirty-five in the afternoon. I'm like, "Oh, I can work with this schedule. This is awesome." That is awesome. But, that is all awesome. right. One more quick story, okay? One more quick. Story. One more this quick is, one. Uh, what do you got? This is Thailand. And when I met the Aussies, and they all wore these safari hats, hilarious. They showed up to Phuket. We were all partying together, and we made it to this bar. And again, I'm not going to use names because this would really ruin people's lives, but let's call this guy Ike. (laughs) Let's call it Ike. So Ike gets behind the bar on a sidebar and takes like 10 bottles and shoves them down his pants and in his arms and just runs out. So we all jump in a tuk-tuk, and if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like a, a scooter with a taxi on the back. They move it like five miles an hour. you got to Fred Flintstone the thing to get it going. Absolutely. And anyway, we're, we get it going, and he's drinking, and he, he gets down to the bottom of whatever bottle it was, and he just hucks it up in the air. And, of course, it gains altitude, and behind us there's just this whole group. And this is hilarious, but it's a, it's a scooter dike convention. And they are right behind us. This gang is behind us, and it shatters in the middle of us. And so they've got only one or two people on each one of those. Dikes on bikes. (laughs) So they chase us down, and we can't get away from them going up this hill. So we're just like, forget it. So we just throw Ike out the back of the tuk-tuk. And this girl, (laughs) about half his size, runs up to him and just walk, hits him. And he goes down to his knees, and those girls just start laughing. We all start laughing. They let us off the hook. Because they were able to just smack him in the face, which was <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, I love it, I love it. Old Ike, oh, with many Ike stories to come. Hey, ladies and those gentlemen, those guys were awesome. They were. We're gonna wrap this episode up. Todd, is there any way we can get you back? Can we? Can we have oh, you back time. for another accident? Oh, oh, we're gonna get him okay. back. We're gonna get him. Oh, back. No, we're gonna time. get him back. That's awesome. Hey, this episode. Hey, I appreciate was, you guys calling. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna keep this run. I'm sure we got plenty more stories to, to pull out of the vault here. This episode was brought to you by Pool Water Sports, a full-service pro shop dedicated to getting friends and family out on the water. You know, they carry the best brands. They carry Ronix, Radar, Liquid Forts, Connolly, O'Neill, Rusty, Phase 5, and lots more. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Pool Water Sports or online, poolwatersports.com. Every great day begins with a pull. <laughs> and don't forget, go check out Wakeboard Hall of Fame. Yeah. www.wakeboard Hall of Fame. The Wakeboard Hall of Fame. And listen, our Patreons are getting larger and larger by the day. We're getting more and more subscribers. Please keep going on. Like us on Facebook. Uh, like the, the show. Mike, what else can you add here? That's it, man. You've covered it all. That sounds great. Right on. Keep it going. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next time.